The Mix Room with Genelec. Hello and welcome to Headliner Radio, where we are out on location in Helsinki at Sonic Pump Studios with mix engineer Alexi Wilberg. Alexi, thank you very much for having us here today. How are you doing? How are things? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, things are great. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for having us here. Um, good to be here. I mean, it'd be great if you could start by just telling us a little bit about this incredible studio that we're in at the moment, Sonic Pump Studios. What What can you tell us about your kind of role and time working here um and just a little bit about the, the the history of the place so yeah uh well i might as well start with my involvement uh i've had a production room here i've rented it out uh, for like uh maybe three years at this point and i've also been a studio assistant for the owner of the studio nino lauren who unfortunately is feeling under the weather which means that I'm here talking to you instead of Nino, but uh, I'm going to try my best to represent this uh, studio. Uh, Sonic Pump Studios has been founded in uh, the year 2000, if I recall correctly. It used to reside in another part of this town, but in 2005, uh, Nino moved that place here in Kalasadama. That's quite close to the metro and with easy access. And from that point on, the studio has kind of slowly expanded to cover more of this floor that we're in. And right now we have these two, two control rooms and a live room in the main studio and many production rooms. I guess it's, it's a bit under, under 20, 20 production rooms that we have here. And uh, am I right in thinking that Nino has uh, something of a reputation as a kind of legend in the heavy yes. rock scene in, in Helsinki? So yeah, uh, Nino has worked with many legendary Finnish metal bands. Uh, I guess there are a couple of uh, gold platinum records there on the walls, which you can see if you're watching this episode. But yeah, he's quite famous. Uh, as a recording engineer and mixing engineer here in the Finnish scene and also kind of internationally because many of those bands have kind of moved on to have an international career as well. Okay. I mean, does that, has that translated into the kind of acts that tend to pass through here? Is it predominantly uh, metal, heavy rock uh, artists that, that passes through the doors here or is it a wider sort of variety than that? Yeah, so I'd say there's a fair amount of like hard rock and metal bands here who record here. Of course, many of these legendary bands like Amorphis, for example, they have a long working relationship with Nino. Uh, so they still come here to record ever so often. But I'd say it's not really, this studio is not restricted to that genre of music. So we have such great facilities to like record instruments and like bigger bands so that everybody is playing at the same time. That means that we get a lots of we get a lot a lot of different acts, like jazz bands, some folk music. It also depends depends on who's who's renting the production rooms here 
and they usually bring out their own projects here and their clients. So it's kind of like uh, there's this synergy going on here. Okay, that's really cool. I mean, you know, before we started recording this, we had a little look around the facility and saw that there's various different production rooms and there's a nice lounge area, social area out in the in, in front front of the building. Um, does that create you know business and networking opportunities for people because there's such a such a variety of people coming in does that kind of enable people to chat and potentially find new work and new projects to work on yeah it does to a point uh i guess this place is unique in a way that there's a lot of a lot of people who work on different genres like there are some some kind of similar studio spaces kind of even near here in Kalasatama, which focus on like pop production or like like a certain subset of, of music. But in Sonic Pump or at Sonic Pump, we have uh, film composers. We have a lot of hard rock dudes because of Nino, of course. And we have EDM people. Like it's a mixed bag, really. So kind of there's not such a kind of competition with with us people because we're uh, we're doing our own thing mostly but of course sometimes there comes there comes some opportunities so so for like mixing mixing up a, a project that some other other uh producer here has recorded for example yeah that's really interesting it sounds like it's quite a nice creative hub that that exists um is is there a, a sort of dominant music scene in helsinki uh you know irrespective of what comes through here is there a, a particular genre or a particular style of music that tends to dominate or again is it quite an eclectic, eclectic mix yeah i'd say the the helsinki scene at least is very varied and there are lots of different types of kind of these small circles which you like of people who do different types of music i'd say the 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 pop or the the popular music in finland that's kind of played on the radios there are certain kind of constraints it's mostly finnish language music but like for example with rock there's there's more kind of freedom for it and there are a few few kind of bigger clubs in in Helsinki especially that have like many visiting artists from artists from abroad and stuff like that so so I'd say at least here the scene is pretty vibrant and varied cool well it's really interesting to to, to kind of hear about what's going on in and, in and around the city um I was wondering if you could talk to us a little bit about the room that we're in at the moment we're in the main mix room here um can you talk us through some of the, the the key pieces of kit in here that are kind of central to your work? Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so we're here at the the control room, the main control room that's called uh, the C1, which has a Genelec Dolby Atmos certified setup, and uh, it's basically it's seven point four point two. So we have two two subs here as well and it's all being calibrated by the GLM system and and in addition to that the Dolby get 
Dolby guys. And in addition to that, the Dolby guys came here and like took a look at the GLM calibration, maybe adjusted it a little. So it's kind of been, it's been doubly checked and it sounds really nice. And yeah, it's mostly in the box, the work that we're doing here. There are some uh, select pieces of like hardware outboard, but I guess I'd say most of the mixing here is done like with using like Pro Tools and plugins and maybe some hardware inserts. Okay, excellent. And with the, with the GLM system, can you just tell us how you came by that system? You know, what it was that, that attracted you to it? You know, obviously with Genelec being you know, not an iconic Finnish brand, did, did they always feel like a natural fit for this room? And And in turn, what can you tell us about the their performance and what you what you know what, what you particularly like about them yeah well i'd say well yeah I, I actually don't remember or i wasn't here at the time i can't remember or i don't know that the previous monitoring situation they had here before or sonic pump had here before that getting this atmos set up but if i recall correctly it was genelex as well so I guess Nino has had a relationship with them uh, for uh, quite a, a long while. And the GLM thing, I think it just comes with the package. And Genelec has been really great at kind of like setting up the, the monitoring so that we don't have to do anything. So if there's any problem, they just send a, a guy here to an engineer to look at the calibration and maybe do a few adjustments so it's kind of a, a hassle-free solution for such a big studio with so much use like like with this sort of schedule booking the studio we don't really want to spend any kind of downtime tinkering with the, the monitoring so yeah yeah i mean how valuable is that calibration software and, and and is that something that's been implemented in the other mix room here as well it's only in this, the calibration system is only in this, uh, this bigger room. But in this room, I haven't even, I haven't ever listened to the, the Channel X without the GLM. Uh, this, this control room is supposed to be like very well designed acoustically. So I'm not sure how much of a difference it would make in the end. But I'd say it's very, it's very clear. There's a lot of clarity in the, the monitoring, which makes mixing and making decisions like in terms of balance, et cetera, like really, really easy. And I've been enjoying that. Yeah. Can, can you tell us about the Atmos setup um, and uh, the, you know, the, how in demand Atmos monitoring services are at the moment here? Is it something you're seeing a lot of a lot of requests or demand for? Is that something that you're anticipating is going to build a little bit more gradually over time? Yeah, I think Nino got this Atmos set up just kind of to future-proof the, the studio. So in Finland, well, I personally feel like there hasn't been a lot of demand for Atmos in the music scene. It's, it's been this far, it's been more like a, a film thing. And actually, there have been some Finnish films, 
mixed, at least the soundtrack part has been mixed in this room. Uh, but I think the demand is going to to rise also here in Finland because we're just like because all the new possibilities of of delivering Atmos mixes to like streaming services, etc. But so far, it's been kind of a novelty thing more, or so far there hasn't been as many productions here in Finland as maybe compared to like abroad. Yeah, but I suppose the. Uh there's a real benefit to knowing that you have everything ready and set up here for when things eventually do start to to take off a little bit more on that front, I guess. Yeah, it's totally like a, a selling point because in Finland there's only, I think, four, four Dolby, Dolby certified recording studios and two Dolby certified mastering studios. So it's not a... a I'm sure there are other, other like Atmos setups but those just haven't been certified by Dolby yet. But yeah, it's kind of still taking baby steps. Yeah. I mean, how how different is the process of mixing in Atmos compared to standard stereo mixing? Yeah, how how much of a learning curve is there for for people that they're looking to to try their hand at, at doing mixes in Atmos and, and other immersive platforms? So when comparing Atmos mixing to like regular stereo mixing, it's kind of, I feel personally that it's just adding a few extra steps or you're kind of, you don't want to, in essence, create a like completely different mix for Atmos, but it's better to kind of start with the stereo mix if you have it already and then kind of, kind of, yeah, rearrange the mix to fit the Atmos uh, setup. And yeah, it has its own workflow and it's it. there's like a certain quirks that you need to kind of learn. And after that, it's it should be quite easy to kind of transform your sk- skills or take them from stereo mixing to Atmos, I'd say. Does it feel like there's a, a sort of quite vibrant studio market you know uh bubbling up in 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 well not not necessarily just in Helsinki but in Finland so thinking we you know there's obviously Genelec that's here mm-hmm. um there's the plug-in manufacturer Oak Sound which seems mm-hmm. to be making huge waves um there are places like this where that you know you're fully mm-hmm. equipped for Atmos when when that really boils over here does it is there a sense that this is a a quite buoyant market that's kind of readying itself for even more work over the coming years is that something that 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 you can kind of sense or or you know put a finger on i'd say that finland is kind of just following the global trend in terms of like this like technological advancement and you mentioned oak sound and genelec of course who both companies do serve a global market so so it's kind of i don't i don't feel that that finland is kind of anything finland isn't kind of special in this case like it's it's just a part of the the global technological advancements yeah 
Okay, interesting. I mean, I know we touched a little bit at the beginning on, uh, you know, your your time working here, but I was wondering if you could elaborate a little bit on what it was that first drew you to Sonic Pump Studios. Well, how did you kind of start your relationship with this place? Yeah, I kind of stumbled on the the idea of getting a space here because my friend was already working here, and and there was some there's there was kind of an extra s- slot in that room that I could join and kind of split the rent, uh, which means like that I get to use the room for for maybe a third of the time if I'm sharing with three people. That's kind of the usual usual thing that goes on in these rooms. Of course, there are certain power users here that do have a that a whole space for themselves, but but yeah, I kind of jumped at the idea of getting a my own or a shared workspace because up until that point I was just working from home or from school because I was studying uh, music technology at the time, but I just feel like. For me, it's easier to get into work mode when I'm actually moving away from a familiar, like, for like from home with all the distractions and, and the cats and everything. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, can you tell us a little bit about some of the projects you're working on at the moment? Yeah, so I didn't mention it at the beginnings, but I'm like a freelance freelance mixing engineer and. Uh, uh, recording engineer here and uh, right now I'm actually working on my own band called World Without our next release uh, we've been recording the drums, drum tracks here for six songs uh, last week and this week we've been tracking some guitars and it's coming together uh, real nicely So what can you tell us about the room we're in at the moment this is the main mix room at the studios what are some of the key components of your setup here? So here in the main control room, we have a Pro Tools system used for recording and mixing. And we have the Avid S6 control surface with with like a couple of different modules uh, that we can use for fader balance and adjusting the effects and and things like that. And... For the I.O., we have just uh, Avid HDX cards with a couple of I.O. cards hooked in them. And the monitoring is uh, Genelec, the ones in an Atmos configuration. So we have the 8350 ones for the main speakers. We have 8340 ones for the side speakers and uh, 8330 ones for the top speakers. And the subs, we have two subs there under the desk. They are the 7370s. So it's kind of like a 7.4.2 setup. So for the recording side of things, we do have a a big rack with lots of different preamps. There's a bunch of different Neve preamps, some cleaner, some more uh, uh, saturated ones, uh, API warm audio, we also have some hardware EQs there, mostly API, and some compressors as well. So, of course, we need to have a distressor, distressor here because we're doing some 
heavy metal. And then we have a couple of the 1178s, the stereo versions of the 1176. And also two very good high-end channel strips out, outboard pieces. We have the TubeTech uh, CL1B, if I recall correctly. And then we also have a Avalon channel strip. So there are a lot of like options to choose from, which is very good because we're doing such a varied or, or working with uh, such a variety of instruments here. So, yeah. Alexi, thank you so much for having us. Thank you. Thank really you. great chatting to you. Thanks so much. Headliner Radio, supporting the creative community.